0: We'll, uh, uh, we'll, we'll chant Om three times. That, that chanting Om helps to focus the mind and uh, reattune ourselves from the, from the common world to a, to a much higher vibration. So, um, you know, uh, the attuned your mind to a a universal sanctity where nothing is excluded. Everything is lifted. Everything is uh, filled with light. (coughs) So so if you can imagine an infinite luminous condition, that's a visual of Om, an infinite luminous condition. Oh, Victor. (coughs) So we'll chant Om Uh, Three times. Uh, Today is a special day. Also, everyone who's come today is very, is very, very fortunate. So we'll chant Om three times. just chanting. <coughs> right now my voice is a little bit on, on the weak side. But you heard Matthew right here. And he had a very clear open. So you, you find that the best ohm in the room. <laughs> and then you, you bring your voice to that. So this voice is very weak today. There are so many things that are important that are not understood, and uh, chanting mantra is, is one of those things that, when it got transferred over to the Western cultures, we sort of think of it as superstition or myth or sort of sweet but inconsequential. Nothing could be further from the truth. You're dealing with atomic vibrations that the very essence of life is affected by. They they come out of the origin of life. See, they're they're not man-made. These are these are sounds and patterns of sound that are created in heaven and then distributed by the saints and the rishis in other realms, see? So this, these are sounds of the kingdom distributed by rishis and saints and masters of, for the illumination of, of all creatures, for the blessing of all creatures, for, for sanctity to abound in all the lokas, not just the earth realm, but in all the different realms. So these mantras and chants are ubiquitous through creation by the will of God, see? So and the key, the key is the process of attunement. So even if you don't understand the mantra, it doesn't really make a difference. It, it helps a little bit, but it's not necessary. Because what you're a do, a doing is attuning to a sound, and that sound has an has an inherent function. So as you attune to the sound, you also align to the to the function of that mantra. See, and the function of these mantras, one way or the other is sanctity, to bring you closer and closer to sanctity. Uh, Different mantras will bring you to sanctity through different doors. It's the same thing as climbing up a mountain from the north side, the south side, the east side, the west side. (laughs) You get to the top of the mountain, the topography may be different, the experience may be different, but the end result is you're heading north, you're heading towards the kingdom, and those realizations will come. So so never think that uh, chanting mantra is just oh something nice to do, the Guruji said to do it, and I'll do a little bit. No, no, no. Do as much as possible. You know you're you're changing the, the literal alchemy of your psyche and you're creating a pathway to the soul. <laughs> So when you're practicing these um, mantras, you're creating pathways to the soul. By and large, we as human beings live uh, saturated in the ego, which is another way of saying we live saturated in limitation. See Another way of another way of defining limitation is just put the word limitation equals ignorance. See, limitation is different gradations of ignorance. Now, I'm not saying good or bad when I'm saying ignorant. I'm just saying ignorant, see? I'm not making a value judgment, but you can also say the greater the ignorance, the greater the suffering. So who wants that? So by chanting mantra whether it's Gayatri or the many Devi mantras or the Vedantic mantras or oh, there's so many all oh, the Puranic mantras. As you as you chant Om Shidama, Jidama, jidama Om Shidama, Jidama, jidama or any of the great mantras what's happening is you're slowly purifying your ego which means you're slowly removing limitation which means you're slowly removing suffering not too bad huh (laughs) so we all have suffering it's physical suffering emotional suffering psychological suffering we're all inundated with that but Mantra is a, is a door of liberation. Just like meditation is a door of liberation. And prayer is a door of liberation. But um, not all the time do you have the facility for, for meditation. You know, the, the peace, the ease, the concentration, the training. But you can always chant mantra, <laughs> see? Even if you're lying in a bed and you're sick you can always chant mantra see so uh, mantra is a is a great dispensation to to uh get us out of our our limited and our uh, grand suffering see? so it's it's something that we should uh, hold on to in, in the beginning you won't understand but as, as you continue your life of prayer and mantra um, uh, the benefits will start to kick in and uh, you'll see an easing in your life you know? and um, various trials will occur in your life physical trials, emotional trials, psychological trials. The, the question is, is do you use the tools of man? Or do you use the tools of sanctity? You know, every, every, tri- every discomfort, every physical or emotional or psychological challenge is a test. It's a test to ask you, what will you rely on? You know, where will you put your focus? What will you surrender to, see? So the various saints and rishis and yogis, they role all here to, to persistently reaffirm that no matter what you're going through, uh, to the best of your ability, try to make your surrender to the divine. Sometimes you're going to have to suffer. Sometimes that that karma is there, no getting around it. Sometimes you can get around it. Sometimes you have to go right through it. But the question is, if you have to go right through it, do you choose the means of the world as a companion, or do you use the means of the kingdom as a companion, see? So. The teacher will say 10,000 times over and over and over, remember God, remember God, remember God. And another way of saying that is remember his holy name, his holy name, his holy name. You know, whether it's God as mother, God as father, or God as a, just a vibrational, potent, uh, abstract sound, see? Like you, when you say Om as God, you're not thinking Mother or you're thinking Father. It's it's just a it's just a vibrational reality, <laughs> see. But if I say Ram Krishna, well then I'm thinking you know, I'm thinking God is as Father. If I say Jaima or Sita Ram, Sita Ram, Sita is Divine Mother, Ram is Divine Father, see. Or if I just say, sita, sita, jai, sita. God is mother, see? So the key is to the best of your ability, you know, in, in when you're challenged to try to, try to hold on to, to these things. You're, you're even allowed to say, God, I have no understanding of this, but I know your saints have said Hold on to Sitaram. Hold on to Jairam. You know, hold on to Bhai Bhagavan. See? Even if you don't have an understanding, it's it's. to whom do you rely upon? See? So, all the saints tell you, re- rely upon God's name. So, and who, must, who amongst us will not mm-hmm. face challenge, physical challenge? emotional challenge, mental challenge. We all will. that's that's the realm that we exist in. So you don't have to be perfect at it. You just have to give it a good shot. And then as you as you constantly give it a good shot, you get better at it. And and you can learn to sink into it and then you can learn to hold on to it because it it is your lifeline. To the kingdom. A lot of times we think and we act like we're going to be here forever. Well, who amongst us are going to be on the earth forever? <coughs> Just as a reality check, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so realizing that that's not going to happen and you have these great sanctified souls that say, There is a lifeline to a better condition. Don't you think you should start cultivating that lifeline? (laughs) Oh, I would. I do. So, so we, we have to uh, remember that the the great sanctity of of mantra and um, to the best of our ability, absolutely as much as possible. You know, chant God's name as much as possible, in your car, in the park, during your lunch breaks, when you're walking, you know, do it, do it. Every saint on the planet has said this is a sanctified practice. So um, your idle time, the key is to remember God. And And the most effective way of remembering God just by chanting his mantra. So it's like a a salt doll being placed in uh, the ocean. The salt doll is another way of saying your ego, who you think you are, Your, your personhood, your egoic personhood. But if you take that salt doll and put it in the ocean, and the ocean symbolizes the universal forces and uh, that mantra is the infinite cosmic universal energy. So as the salt doll sits in the ocean, it slowly melts, slowly melts, slowly melts, and it becomes one with that universal condition. So that's That's what we have to do, you know. uh, In our culture, Western culture, you know, we think uh, our personal identity is king. That's a juvenile fallacy. It's an interesting fallacy. (laughs) That's why everybody's practicing it. But um, if you look into anything whether it's whether you look into your mind or you look into your heart or you look into all the natural forces of the world the deeper you look into them the more you stumble across universal forces <laughs> see so if you look deeply into your heart or deeply into your mind of, of course in the beginning you're just going to come across your own noise your own egoic noise but that's the, that's the most shallow outer surface of, of what you are. If, if you keep going deeper and deeper and deeper, um, past the realm or the theater of your ego, you run smack into universal forces. So as you do that, you start to redefine yourself, you know, What is a a human being? A a human being is a person consumed by egotism. What is a yogi? A yogi is a person who's actively in a divine search to say what is real. What is a saint? A, A saint is a person who is solidly committed to reality. And obedience of the reality. And it turns out that that reality happens to be ultra-sanctified. See? So, we think that, oh, saints are part of the myth of the past or something in the past that we don't really understand. No, no, no. Let Let me clarify your understanding. Saints are part of the living process today. Now. Here and now and they're all over the planet. And the reason that you don't see them or you don't recognize them is because you're so wrapped up in the most surface aspect of your consciousness, which is your egotism, that you don't realize uh, these souls are here and amongst you now, see? It's because we're so noisy, we don't see what's silent, see, These, these sanctified souls are often humble, 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 but generating a profound spiritual force here and now. See? But we're attracted to noise. You know, <laughs> the, the, the brass band. So that's where our attention is diverted to. But in the course of your spiritual life, your life of prayer, your life of of mantra, your life of meditation, You you enter greater realms of stillness and greater realms of sanctification. And then when you open your eyes, you see a very, very different world. You start to realize the sanctity of nature. You start to realize The different gradations of the sanctity of humans. Mostly humans, their sanctity is deeply buried under their egoic consciousness. But then every now and then, you'll see a a human being who is quite unassuming, uh, has a presence of stillness, clarity of eye, and profound decency. These are the indications that they're living out of the sanctity of their heart. They are separating themselves from the egoic life and entering into the sacred heart. That sanctified light and sound and that, that realm of obedience. See, the, the ego wants to be sovereign. The saints are the souls who walk the path of, of divine obedience. The, the biggest thing on their psychic agenda is God's sanctity, see? That's where if we think about the biggest thing on our agenda it's a job, it's wealth, it's family, it's love life, you know, all that kind of stuff for the average human being is, the, uh, is their psychic priority. But amongst the saints, their psychic priority, their deepest focus is persistently on God. God can be said as absolute truth. See? But that God is is a living reality in the world. And, And these sanctified souls have made that the priority of their psychic focus. See? This is what they pay attention to in life. This is their this is their priority. See? And as they focus on it. There's a greater and greater and greater obedience. See? You have different gradations of, of saints. <laughs> you know? You know and, and a saint, just like a yogi grows into a saint, a saint grows into a master. See? So you can say you have three gradations of humans, three gradations of, of yogis, three gradations of saints. See? There's only one master. Master means liberated being. They're in perfect communion with, uh, with God, the masters. The, the saints have profound communion with God and are always in the process of perfecting that communion, see? So these, um, if you say the hum- there's the three different gradations of humans, you know, that's where the, the gunas is coming—tama guna, raja guna, sattva guna. If you just take that, and each one of those tama, raja, and sattvic, each of those have three, or redivided into three. See, so each, so. In uh, Tamaguna, you have three three different levels: Raja, uh, Tamaraja, and uh, Sattvic. In the Raja state, you have the lower, the middle, and the higher. And even the Sattvic state has the lower, middle, and higher. The, the saints or these holy presences in the world, amongst the Satya, they're the top 30. See? They're, they're, the, they're the souls who are coming close to their liberation, you know, they're, they're, they're circling the sun very closely, you know, the, the, the Tamaguna guys are way out in the solar system where it's really barren and really, really cold, you know, the sun reaches them, but they're way off in the distance. But the, the, the saints or souls who look like us, who are dressed like us, who talk like us, who have all the same parlances that we do, but they're close to the sun, see? You know, they're cycling in. The, the, those are the ones who are in the process of finishing. See? They're in the process of finishing, see? So anytime you get, get next to, uh, Anytime you can actually realize such a soul is around, to the best of your ability, have some level of association with them because it does rub off. You know, if you hang out with musicians, you learn about music. You hang around with sports figures, you learn about sports and you get a little better at it. If you you hang around people who have made uh, the contemplation of God and the obedience to God their central uh, their central uh, activity and focus in life if you hang around them it rubs off you know by by being with them you are speeding up your evolution see? you're in the frying pan and you don't realize it and they're the souls that help you get out of the frying pan. You're getting shaped and baked, and you don't know how to get out. These are the guys who are almost out. <laughs> so, what are you sitting at the bottom of the pit for? When when they've when they have a ladder and they're on their way out. So these holy beings are saying, "Come with me, come with me, come with me," because they have a vision, they can actually see the exit, <laughs> see? They, they have the holy association to not only get themselves out, but to take a whole lot of people with them. But if you read a lot of the Puranic stories, you'll say, oh, but my family. Oh, I have two daughters to marry off. Oh, my son has to get to university. Oh, who's gonna attend to the business? So, the saint is on his way out saying, come with me and we're attending to our business and to the marriage of our daughters and to our sons finishing university and who's gonna attend the business? (laughs) See, and it's because of our focus is worldly that we we don't have an honest vision of the kingdom, and we don't have an honest vision of what what we are as evolutionary beings. We see ourselves as static humans. Well, when was evolution at, when was evolution ever ever static? You know, at no time in your existence were you ever supposed to stand still. See? At every point in your existence, you're supposed to evolve. See? You know, these saints are professors of sanctity. See? That's what they are. They're professors of sanctity. You know? When you get next to them, be humble. You know, bow your head. You see, in India, they have the tradition of always touching their feet. That's a symbol of of humility, see, of saying, I don't know, but I recognize that you do know. (laughs) So, you know, I'm going to be humble. Like the the humblest part of a human is their feet. It's always on the earth. So we touch their feet, you know. With my Guruji, Sadhguru Sankeshavariz, I'd jump down on the ground and kiss his feet any, t- any opportunity I got. You know, I think, oh, who's this big Western six foot one, 200 pound guy jumping on the ground kissing this guy's feet? You know, from a Western perspective, it's like, no way. <laughs> but if you understood what was sitting in front of you, if you could look beyond their physical form and peer and get a, a, even a glimpse of their mystic heart, you too would jump down and kiss their feet. <laughs> it's only because you temporarily have blinders that, that you don't have that immediate impulse.
1: You know?
0: or, or sometimes my Guruji would be s- sitting on the floor and I'd come into the room and, and he would be just about to get up so I'd reach down to give him a hand up you know, to help just pull. But without even thinking, when I grasped his hand, I would immediately kiss his hand and then pull him up, <laughs> you know. And it was without thinking. It was, it was just uh, completely uh, impulse, visceral, you know. Uh, it, it, it wasn't something that came from my mind. It was something that came from my heart. There was an acknowledgement of the sanctity present, you know. So most of you are Western Christians in the the room right now. You know, if Jesus Christ uh, came into the room right this second in form, I think most of you, even without thinking, would kiss his hand or touch his feet, even without thinking. Because in your heart, you would realize the presence of ultra sanctity. You wouldn't even think about it, you know? So, um, when you come into the presence of these masters or these, these high saints, just as a visceral impulse, you'll, you'll bow your head or you'll go down in pranam, even without thinking. And there's a micro story of, about Buddha. Buddha had a a cadre of souls that he was doing extreme practices with. And eventually he left that group to pursue some solo practices. And over the course of time, he went through great austerities and he became a liberated soul. He went from a a sadhu saint to a liberated soul. Now, the cadre of, of... souls that he was practicing with thought he had failed, thought he had left the path. So they were somewhat disparaging. But Buddha had went off and attained liberation. And as he was traveling, he came across that group of souls that he was doing austerity with. And in the beginning, they were very disparaging towards him. That was what was in their mind. But then they saw him approaching and they had realized, oh my God, what is this coming forth? They immediately jumped up and pronounced. See? In the ego based consciousness, they were disparaging. But when they saw the Buddha approach as a as a liberated being, and they hadn't realized that he, that he had become successful. Without thought, they all leaped to their feet and did a full pranam. See, it bypassed their thought process and went to the heart, see? They realized the perfect sanctity of his heart, see? And they realized that through their heart. So um, there, there is a way for every human being—a way to the path of harmony, a way to the path of truth—and it's it's not by what you see outside. You know, you know the the, the people who are solidly on the. The Sant Marga, the the path of the saints. They're tall, they're skinny, they're fat, they're you know, they're everything. They're hairy, they're hairless, they're bald, they have hair down to their knees, you know. They're humble, they're loud, they can be anything. You know, some look like they haven't eaten in in ages, some look like a whale. what they all have in common is a profound sanctity of heart. See? So, you know, we, we, we all have to uh, try to live more intuitively. See? One of the great virtues of meditation is meditation slowly neutralizes your thinking process. The thinking process is full of perceptions, full of judgments, and actions based on judgment. The thinking process is, is, is not a perfect process. It, it, it's full of mistakes. But we take those mistakes and we assume that they're uh, solid facts, see? There's a big difference between a fact and a perception. And most of the time we're living at like 99% you know perception and if we're lucky 1% fact. So meditation brings you to a realm of fact. What is so beyond what you perceive. You perceive the sky as blue. Is it really blue? You perceive a cup as still. Is it really still? You know? You perceive a person as this. Is it really so? See? Fact and perception are vastly different. That's why yogis and saints, most of the time, have their mouth shut. Why? Because they understand the difference between perception and fact. (laughs) so they keep their mouth shut until they know what's a fact and they try to function on facts other than that we perceive but we keep our mouth shut (laughs) because we don't know for sure we know for sure if it's revealed in truth by the glory of God that's it other other than that we simply be peaceful observing and we, we bypass the mental process and try to try to live by a, a higher facility called intuition. In the west we call intuition as sort of a hunch. See, in the in the yogic perspective intuition is not a hunch. Intuition is a faculty. It's a faculty of direct knowing. Mm-hmm. And that faculty opens up as the Shakti Kundalini rises, rises, rises higher, once, once the Shakti Kundalini uh, rises to the heart and above, the, int, the intuitional facility becomes more and more active. So you know things without any basis for knowing. You just simply know. You know facts, you know, uh, without the analytical process. See? Human beings use the analytical process or the scientific method. Very good But fraught with problems But good The the yogi the saint the higher mystics and all We all rely upon uh, intuition see And if we don't know something we ask God we say a prayer, you know, give me this understanding and then we keep our mouth shut and we wait, see? We wait upon God to show us clearly what's so, and then we act upon what's so, see? This is sort of inside baseball <laughs> in, the, in the path of the saints. <laughs> but ultimately that's where you're going, so this is a heads up for your future. <laughs> you know? how and when you enter this path of the saints is really dependent upon you it's it's when you choose to prioritize god the more you prioritize god or you prioritize <laughs> truth then the swifter you move so if you say well how much do i prioritize my family and prioritize my my job and prioritize my position in the world, as opposed to pure perception of the reality. You, you, That's your barometer of where you are. The saints in the world have a very unique situation. Like I said, well, it's what you prioritize. So everybody here, in one way or another, is a householder. The saint's unique job is to live in a household, primarily, to live in a householder condition and demonstrate how you can find sanctity within that condition. So do you have to abandon your family? Do you have to abandon your career? No. But there is very particular ways of finding how to see sanctity within the context of a worldly life, see? Otherwise, people would be saying, well, I have to wait till some birth where I'm a monk and then I can pursue God. If right now I have six kids.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, being a monk is a good thing,
0: but uh, sannyasi path, but the saint. Path, the path of the saints, say, well, all these human beings are getting shaped and baked, all kinds of, all kinds of difficulties, and, and society must go on, otherwise there's chaos. So how do we, how do we give people the opportunity to have a sanctified life and a truly purposeful life? where they stand, in whatever condition they are. How can you find sanctity in any condition? That's the unique job of the saints, see? That's why so many saints are married, <laughs> just to show you that, that a truly purposeful, genuine mystic life can exist Within the context of family and job and society, see, and and to show and and for each soul to be able to make a a contribution to uh, sanctifying their uh, society through the context that they live in, see, so that you bring sanctity to your family, you bring sanctity to your job you bring sanctity to your aspirations. See? So, um, that's a, a unique dispensation from God on a, a unique, uh, a, a unique body of souls who have chosen uh, to do that seva for God. Some choose the path of sannyasi as their, as their savor to God, which is a path of renunciation. Some, some do their savor to God in the Santa Maga, meaning the path of the saints, which means here and now in whatever condition we worship you, God, see? And not only worship, but conscious communion. Worshiping is not enough. You know, it's not enough, you know, stupid worship is stupid worship, you know? It means you're sitting there because society told you to sit there, but you have no understanding, you know, no, no communion. Communion means when, when you start to have some kind of a living conscious relationship with divinity itself, not the concept of divinity, but with divinity itself, with that living reality, see? So, so the saints are amongst the people, visible and invisible, giving giving the quiet messages of communion. How do you do this thing of communion? See, so it's it's a compassionate, unique way that some souls have chosen to do their savor to God See. Are, are there any questions or thoughts about what I'm saying hello Lily she can go quickly it's alright here come Lily come my way and go quickly There you go good girl are there any uh, are there any uh, thoughts, ideas, curiosities about what I'm saying? I know the topic was uh, Dharma Dharma now Dharma tomorrow Dharma forever <laughs> but uh, something more important has come up. Any ideas of what I've said? See, Ultimately, you all, one way or the other, have to become yogis. But those are the ones who are striving beginning. And then ultimately, you come to the path of the saints, which means those souls who actually have some kind of living communion, see? And then you go through the various you go through the various gradations of human, you go through various gradations of yogi, you go through various gradations of saint. Until you come to your perfect communion, perfect communion. Like if you look at uh, Saint Francis, if you look at his life carefully, you know he went from a a happy-go-lucky playboy, you know, to being thrown into prison, you know, through one of the regional wars, he was, he was captured, and then. In having time to think about the nature of life, he had time for profound prayer and and meditation and a hope of physical liberation (laughs) from prison. But in that process, he went through uh, many, many uh, mystical revelations and he came out of prison a saint. Remember I said, Even among saints, you have various gradations, you know, three levels, you know, bottom, middle, upper. And in the course of that life, he went through all three gradations of sainthood. And in the very end of his life, he reached mastery, meaning through his constant thought, his constant savor for God, through his constant prayer, through his constant remembrance of God, through his constant uh, sacrifice for God, he went through the various conditions of sainthood and uh, finally became a master. Because um, even in sainthood, we, there's something called a saguna saint. A saguna saint sees God in this place or in that place, or in this place, that's the Saguna saint. So in the beginning, he sees the the he sees God in a Lingam, he sees God in a temple, he sees God in a church or a mosque. You know, he sees God in, in nature. You know, he sees God through the various avatars. So he sees sanctity somewhere, and then that Saguna saint eventually becomes. A naguna saint. A naguna saint sees God everywhere, in every molecule, in every element, you know, in every atom of existence, he experiences God. See. So even amongst the saints, there's different gradations. So uh... this. We live in so much holiness and we don't realize it. And we don't realize it because we're distracted. You know, and, and the key of this prayer, mantra, meditation is you can see the world theater as it's playing out, but to never forget the sanctity underneath. The, 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 the strength and energy of life lies in God and God's sanctity. But we get pulled out to the baseball game, or to the tennis game, or you know the soccer game, or, or to the politics, and and that or our family dramas, and then that becomes our living reality, and and we forget the very elemental energy that supports all these dramas. See, if you go to the theater, once once the play is over, the actors go home; <laughs> they're no longer playing the role. So with all the theater that we see, we have to understand it's not really real. You know, all, all the sports and politics and family dramas, at the end of the day, it's not really real. When you go to sleep at night and enter deep sleep, where's your family? Where's your political affiliation? Where's your love of sports? Where is it? You retired from the field; none of it's there anymore. <laughs> you, 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 um, you go back into a great sanctity. The problem is when you wake up, your noise starts, and you forget very quickly. You say, at best, you say, "I slept well," <laughs> but you were in the realm of deep sanctity. But beyond the grip of your ego. But as soon as you woke up, the ego gripped you again and told you you're this political party and you're this gender and this family drama is going on. So you got re-wrapped up in the play, re-wrapped up in the drama as soon as you opened your eyes. See? That's why I say when you, when, in the morning when you try to wake up, try to say a few mantras even before you get out of bed And try to pray for the welfare of others before you even get out of bed so that you can slowly get the habit of holding on to the sanctity that you were just immersed in, see? So that you can create a corridor to it so that you can bring it out. It's not that the sun is not shining in you. The the sanctified sun of the glory of God is shining in all of you. It's that you haven't created corridors to bring it out into your waking consciousness, see? You, you, you just got re gripped by the drama of your ego. So, in an instant, you forgot. See, you fell asleep from your sanctity. <laughs> so, by chanting mantra early when you f- wake up and, and, and saying some altruistic prayers for the welfare of others, you're slowly creating a corridor of sanctity. See, so that you can, so some of that energy can come forth into your waking consciousness until it becomes an avenue so that you don't lose touch anymore, see? So that over time, you'll always feel and remember the presence of God, you know? Like a mother never forgets she's a mother. Once you're a mother, that's it. To your very last breath, you remember you're a mother. You you can't separate yourself from that consciousness just in your bones at that point See, when, when you can actually acquire some means of of real genuine communion then you never forget no matter what you do no matter where you are no matter what the circumstance is you never forget God you know you know it, it's it's a a state of living communion you, that, that you're you bonded. See, there's, there's a, a living corridor of persistent remembrance. See, that's why the teachers say pray, 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 mantra, 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 meditation, meditation, because they're trying to overcome the gravity of ego and create a, a corridor to your mystic heart so that the corridor and the doorway stays open so that you don't become forgetful and come under the sway of a profound egoic uh, drama, see? So, can we fly? Yes. Is is gravity there? Yes, see? So we have the gravity of ego, but we can learn to fly, see? We just have to use a higher technology to overcome the, the gravity, see? that that higher technology is prayer mantra and and, and meditation See? so everybody is born with free will god has given you all sovereignty you must simply choose this life you know you must choose the path of the saints and then you don't have to give up anything. There's artists and architects and scientists and engineers and mothers and homemakers, there's all kinds of people in the room right now. The the key is to bring your sanctity into your activities. You know, don't don't abandon art. Don't abandon homemaking. Don't abandon your careers. No, no, no. Not at all. Learn how to bring your sanctified heart into it. That's all. That's all. Learn how to bring your sanctified heart into your art, into your crafts, into your careers. That's all heaven is asking of you. You don't have to abandon anything. If, if you like walking in the woods, continue to walk in the woods. You know? But remember, all this is God. You know, you know? When, when you're taking that walk. You know, don't see it as just stuff.
1: You know,
0: you see it as an emanation of the glory of God. So, uh, it's important for us to come to an understanding of the path of saints. And to realize it's a current condition. It's not relegated to the uh, past. See, it's just that you, you didn't know how to see it. You know, you didn't know how to qualify, you know. The saints are those souls who have committed their hearts and minds to God. See? To that persistent, relentless contemplation using various mystic means of revelation. Prayer, mantra, meditation, contemplation, sacred study. These are all means. And then in the process of exercising those means and that persistent focus is a profound humility, see? Humbleness and obedience to God, see? That obedience is really, really, really important. The the saint is no longer following their agenda. Their, Their inner life is thy will, thy will, thy will. That's what they're asking God all the time. What is, what, what do you want and how do you want it done? Your will, your way. That is the persistent statement going on in the heart and minds of the great yogis, the saints and such. What is your will and how do you want <clears throat> me to get it done? And that could be large and small. It could be leading a great movement or how you culture your children, see? large and small or the grandmother sitting on the on the porch saying her prayers just to be a a silent presence see they they're as equally valid as the grand mahatmas that are written about you know that silent woman sitting on her porch saying prayers and and holding the presence of god in her life is of equal validity to the grand Mahatmas that we read about, you know, in, in holy texts and holy biographies and such. See? Before God, it's the same, you know? <laughs> so, as, as I was saying, today is a, a very, very uh, special day. There's something that I, I, I've been. Oh, oh, you can like this for me, There's something I've been thinking about for well over, well over a year. Oh, you have to hold this down. Press this forward, and then click the button. Here, I, I'll do it, I there's a trick to it. <laughs> Are there any questions while I get myself set up here? Are there any questions at all? See, because um, it's it's important for you to know that God is working in your behalf all the time, whether you know it or you don't know it, and most of you don't know don't know it. But by persistent prayer, mantra, meditation, you will come to know. You know heaven. Heaven does not want to be a, a mystery. You know, heaven, that's why they, they have the, the what's called the process of revelation. Ramakrishna, Ramakrishna. Revelation is to reveal. The very notion of of the very notion of revealing, there's also the notion that something was hidden. See? Otherwise it couldn't be revealed. So what 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 was hidden is now shown. So um, We all have to enter that process of revelation through sanctified means. See? This is not a do your do your own thing way. That's the way of man, the way of ego. You know, I'll find God my way. Well, good luck with that. (laughs) That's the way of folly. That's the arrogance of man. Ram, Krishna, Ram, Krishna, Ram, Krishna. Ah, Ram, 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 Ram. See, I just burnt my finger. I could have cursed when I said God's name.
1: (laughs) Could you hold that for a second? (laughs)
0: Is a, is a special day. There's, um, every now and then you come across very high yogis who have who entered the, the stage beyond. All saints can be called yogis, you know, but when you get a very high yogi, you enter into what's called a, a saint
1: condition
0: same condition means obedience and communion stable obedience stable communion that's what it means it doesn't mean you're living on a cloud you know you're living just like any one of you but you have that quality of communion and obedience that's what marks the heart of the saint communion obedience There's no more, do your own thing. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. Why was Jesus on his knees praying all the time? He wanted to know the will of his Father. So, he got down on his knees in humility and and got his directives. See? Lord Buddha sat and in communion knew what was to do. What was I to do? He could have Gone into the absolute immediately, or, or he could have become a savior in the world. He sat in communion, and heaven dictated be a savior in the world. See? See? He could have gone off into the infinite reality and become just one with absolute existence. But heaven commanded him when he, when he went into this, his inner revelation as to what to do. The body, earth, the body, man needs redemption, needs guidance. So he stayed to teach. See, you know, the, the saints don't, don't have to stay. It, it's their savor to God. That that's that's their action in the world. So um, we're, we're going to start. Was very a small, but very special. That's why you guys are very lucky. Um, there, when people walk this or steady on this path of of sanctity, there, there's there's just a recognition of where they are, and and what they are, the, the stability and the sanctity of their heart. There's no anointing. Only God can anoint. But there is a condition where a soul is recognized, see, recognized as as that kind of sanctity of heart, stability of heart, obedience to God. Um, there is that. One cannot like, anoint or appoint uh, such a soul. But what we can do is we can recognize such a soul. And one of the purposes of recognizing uh, such a soul is so that other souls who don't have that level of perception can know where to get appropriate counsel. See? Because many of the many of the great souls, many of the people who are strong in the path of sainthood or quiet. Like I said, if you're around a great master, how do you find, how do you find the great disciples? They're the ones with their mouths shut and their eyes open. <laughs> the ones who are talking are the much lesser disciples. You know. But the higher disciples, their mouths are shut. They're quiet. They're very attentive. To, they're attuned to the will of their master. They're active in that but they're like very fast moving shadows. You barely know they're there, but they're an extension, they're extensions of their guru's will, see? That type of soul is called a chela, see? You can have thousands and thousands of, of disciples and thousands and thousands and thousands of aspirants, but there's always a handful of chelas, see? Just a handful. Those souls have a deeper level of, of, of communion. So, and, and each of those chalas has their own Guruji and their own Guruji and their own Ishta Devata, meaning the aspect of God that they worship. Their Guru and their ish, Ishta Devata are their personal paths to the kingdom, their personal direct paths to the kingdom. So, um, today there's just a small c- ceremony, not anointing or anything like that, but just just a, a true recognition and uh, you know, from my perspective, uh, a, a humble uh, you know, surrender, to, to the light of God that manifests through, through someone's heart. You know, so we, we have a quiet soul in the room, you know, Nick Warren. All these things that I've been talking about is, is this man. You know, he, he has this um, humility and, and purity of heart and persistent, you know, not to let go of God, always to hold on, always to seek obedience. So just an ac- acknowledgement of, of, of this soul. So could you come here and just, we're gonna, in, in this kind of uh, acknowledgement, and see this girl right here? See, this girl right here is a genuine disciple. <coughs> phone. so Fong, could you just, just gently ring this bell? Now this bell is rung, this sound that you're hearing is also an externalization of the sound that you hear in the heart, once, you, once your Shakti Kundalini can arise to the level of the heart. So that sound plays in a person and is rung out, why, why do temples all over the world have bells? Because the, the saints are present, see? So this is just an acknowledgement. So this old man is getting up of the level of sanctity of heart. So in this practice, uh, I just have to.
1: Okay, I'm just
0: gonna take this and put it in front of you. This too. Yeah, I'm just that. I'm sorry that I'm looping. And then that will, oh, Krishna. Nam. I think we have to have humility to all these souls, you know, from Krishna, from Krishna. You know, you that have this level of um, awareness and and dedication. Hidama. The light of God in their heart. You know. It's not to the man, it's to the sanctity within their heart. And we wave the incense. In, the, the scent of incense can't be seen, but it has potency. So this shows that they have hidden potency. And then could you give me the flowers? And then this is just Ram Krishna, Ram Krishna. The purity <laughs> A good a good splatter. This is just the sign of the purification. Of purity. Ram Krishna. So, and then Nima. So to be able to wear a yellow shirt on the outside is a very, very special thing. This goes back to the beginning of time. You know, regular people can't wear this. You know, regular people can't wear this. You, you have to have that commandment from the kingdom. This is for Nick Warren, you know, a, a great disciple of Ram Krishna and Mother Kali, and, and his, his Guruji. So, you people who have witnessed this simple this event are highly fortunate. This, this is not an anointing, this is a recognition. See, a recognition of a, of a truth. Guides in this life, you know. You, you you need you need to know whom to ask. You need to know whom to follow. You know, it, it's a big deal. You don't know who to ask and whom to follow, but I do. You know, you know. Sometimes, in, in, I've wanted to do this for over a year. You know, I'll see Nick Warren. You know, bow before various swamis and individuals. And I'm thinking to myself, because I can see the karmas and I can see the level of development. I'm thinking, wow, Nick is bowing to that guy, but he's so far, so far beyond that Swami in, in, in evolution. And he's still bowing, but that shows his humility. And it, it reminds me of Ramamata, you know, bowing uh, before a, a young you know, 15, 16 year old Pujari, when she's a great saint. And still, she was bowing before this young novice pujari. It, it shows that, that profound hum, humility. Um, and, and part of the pur- purpose of this day is to show you that those profound devotees of God are already amongst you. It's, but they're quiet. <laughs> So they get overlooked you know a lot of times when you're walking in India there'll be some sadhu on the side of the road you have no idea sometimes you're walking past great great mahatmas so they don't call attention to themselves they're just constantly involved in this divine evolution this divine communion this divine sanctity you know And and the human being, because of our being wrapped up in the world, we don't see. We don't see. How many people did not see what Jesus was? It's not that Jesus wasn't available. He was. But how many people didn't recognize what he was? See? So the the key is, is to try to look more with your heart. Don't use your mind so, so much. You know, pray pray to God for vision. That's what I do. You know, I don't try to figure anything out. You know, my whole path in this has not been uh, an academic or intellectual. I just, I just came at it with, I don't know. I don't know, is my simple statement. That might even be my biography. <laughs> but, but I do know whom to ask. <laughs> so I just pray to God give me vision you know your vision your way that's it so you have quiet souls like Nick Warren here you know living here amongst us and you know these are Mahatmas you know, these are not these are these are human beings who've acquired tremendous sanctity of heart you know they're mahatmas they're They're in the Sant Maga, you know. They're the real deal. So, just my humble acknowledgement of of my brother, you know, who is in this ashrama, not Hari's little group, no, 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 I'm not saying that. This ashrama of Sant, the Sant ashrama, see? People who have communion, and have obedience. To. In other traditions, um, they would be called initiates. So you go from aspirant to disciple to initiate, you know, to masterhood. See, that's some some of the esoteric traditions would call them initiates. All initiates are saints, see, because they have two things: communion and obedience. And you must have both. You can't have just one. You must have both. Communion and obedience, See? Those are the ones who, who, are, who are nearing their finish, you know? They're, they're, they're on their way, to, they're very close to their completion. So, this is the way it is, you know, this is the way it is. So you're all very lucky to, to be present and, and to now have your eyes a little bit more open to, to, to Mahatmas, to great souls that, that you can ask, you know, spend time with them, ask questions of them, you know, associate, so that you can get the benefit, just so you get the benefit. Yeah. See? Anybody have any thoughts or conditions or questions? You
2: may yeah, I offer
1: whatever I may offer to all of you. Yeah,
0: Bob I mean, I'm honored when this man comes through the door, and I know a lot of saints, <laughs> and I'm honored when he comes through the door. <laughs> I actually, when I first saw him, I was thinking, has God sent this fellow to check up on me? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that light in his eyes. Oh, my God, what's going on here? (laughs) Hey, God's funny. You never know. (laughs) So anyway. I saw
2: a yellow shirt on me. Huh? When I woke up, I saw a yellow shirt on me.
0: There you go. See? This is God's blessing. This is the truth. In the beginning, you wear white, white, white underneath, and white on the top. And then you wear yellow underneath and white on the top. And then when you go further, you wear yellow underneath and yellow on the top. <laughs> See? That's how it's pinned. Now, some people wear yellow, they're not the thing. They're not the deal, the real deal. They're just ignorant, you know. But to wear this garment uh, is something that you're sanctified. This is a a commandment of God. See, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm doing this based on a commandment. See, it's, it's not. Oh, Harvey thinks. No, no, no. That's not the deal. No, I'm a, I'm an obedient servant. See, I do what I'm told. So joyfully, happily. So it's, it's important that that acknowledgement and recognition. Of these souls are, are there, you know. So this is part of the sanctified life. This is part of this is the higher end of the sanctified life, you know. And then if you know, you talk to Hari, you talk to you know Nick Warren. You know, um, your 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 spiritual name is Kali Das.
2: Well, uh, as I told you, I was never given a name. Um, my first name is Nicholas. So, not being given another name, I focused on Nicholas Tacuza. I focused on Nicholas Tacuza and then, he was Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so you saying but Saint he Nick.
2: Also, he's also Saint archetype. Saint archetype. So if people, so at the same time, how do I know? Whether I am Nicholas Santa Claus, or old Nick the Devil. Um, over time, it became that, shortly before I told you, suddenly felt that I am the Collie
0: Dots. Then that's it. You know, that's the intuitive name, so that's the spiritual name. Nick Warren is the birth name. And then there's a spiritual name. Probably does, you know. That means that's disciple. He it, it, it's his devata and you know he he comes out of the Ram Krishna order, and then within the Ram Krishna order, there's a guru whom he's uh, obedient to, and then uh, that that divine vision of divine mother. So these are the. These are the great spiritual forces that are flowing through through Nick Warren's life. But he should be called Kalidas, you know? That's a sanctified name. That, that's what's in his heart. Hey, you know, doesn't get a whole lot better. So anyway, th- th- that's I'm important. Like it. It's important that you've seen in the 20th century you know, this this process, this how this Santa Maga works out, you know, even in our our, our humble communities. It's not something just of the past. It's 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 a here and now event. The ancient and the modern are together. See? The the world will never be bereft of saints. Never. You know, God will always send them and and never think that they're not amongst you. See? They are. It's just most of the time they're quiet. <laughs> See? And you know, you watch their demeanor, you watch their action, you watch what they pay attention to, and you learn. You know, you know, so much of the learning that I did with my master was not by asking questions. It was by keeping my mouth shut and watching very, very carefully, you know? So you watch his disposition and how he treats people and what he studies, you know? And listen very carefully when he speaks and then quietly ask a question here or there, a purposeful question here or there. Then then you're learning. It's, this is a path of apprenticeship, see? A path of apprenticeship. And so many of us here are in the, in the uh, married condition, or going to be married, or will be married, or have been married. So we, we have to learn from those people who are living a sanctified life in the householder condition. So, can you still go camping and motorbiking and all, whatever you want to do? Absolutely. But just bring God along in your heart and in your actions. Any any thoughts or ideas?
2: Nothing? Oh I just thought about yes. uh Nick's name. He just said uh Nicaragua something. Nicolas? Nicolas Dacoza. Nicholas Dicer. Nicholas? 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 De- De- Cousa. De- De- Cousa. Oh. He was a saint or you know the the yeah, Christian yeah. saint. Yeah,
0: bishop. And, huh? Bishop, oh, Bishop, okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: So in the West, you can say St. Nick.
0: I'll say in the, Nick. In, the, in, the, in the East, you can say Sant Kalidas. You know? <laughs> so you, you've participated in a very, very, very ancient thing. This is not unique. This is not a one-time thing. This has been happening through the course of time. You know? And, and it's just an acknowledgement of how far the Shakti Kundalini has ro- risen in a person. See, you know, once, the, once the Shakti Kundalini has, ris- has risen and stabilized, at least in the heart, that person is technically a saint, is technically a saint, and will never fall back to being a, a regular human being. See? It means that they've risen to a point of at least beginning communion, and then the communion gets deeper and deeper and deeper, and as the Shakti Kundalini ar- arises, more and more facilities are added to them to, to perform their seva to God. See? So, so that's in the history of everybody. But most, most human beings are from the third chakra down. That's where they live. That's their psychic facility. But once you reach, once you reach and stabilize the heart, you're no longer a common man. There's a, a sanctification that's happened that will continue on and on and on and you'll, you'll just grow greater and greater into the glory of God. See? So, you know, you know his sanctification is not a recent event. <laughs> I might be you're saying something about it now, but it's not a recent event. <laughs> you know, this has been going on and on and on. These are the souls who are close to, the, close to finishing. See? All the people who wear something like this are close to finishing. They're, they're in their final laps.
1: <laughs> you know.
0: So, anyway, God bless, you know, Sant Kalidas, you know, who, who is amongst us now. And may he fulfill the glory of God within his life. Maybe we'll be blessed by that. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts, ideas? You know, and there's others who are coming along, you know, like this girl right here, Fung. Did you ever hear Fung talking a whole lot? No, she's just like Hari Charan when he's serving his his teacher. His mouth was shut and his eyes were open. (laughs) But but again, you know, ultra humble, really quiet. A A significant soul, in my eyes, a significant soul will do God's work, has been doing God's work, it is a great servant of God in the kingdom and her Guruji, whom God has blessed me to, to have that role in her life. Great. So,
1: you know, great.
0: everybody struggle. Never, never give up. Fight, fight, fight. Exercise prayer, exercise mantra, exercise um, your meditation. If you're confused, run to the scriptures and study like heck. And if you have the blessing of having, you know, the gurus or the saints or the high yogis or the swamis, go seek their counsel, you know? They're committed, they're committed. So um, that's what you have to do. And, And that's what I do now. You know, if I'm ever confused about anything, the first thing I do is pray, pray for guidance, pray for insight, you know, and then I'll think, oh, yeah, I heard this story, and I'll go to this scripture and that scripture and review it to see, ah, oh, this is how he solved that, and, and, and go about, you know, getting, getting the business done. So this is all part of our life process. So, As we have done, and those souls, our elder brothers before, other brothers and sisters before us Remember, sanctity has nothing to do with gender. It only has to do with the quality of your heart, you know, what, what your heart is committed to. That, that's, that's what sanctity is all about. You know? Thank you for a surprise party.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Turn this you. I just wanted to thank you for a surprise party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess I sprung it on, but... Yeah, I, I offer all of the Zurich of the party to all of you. May yeah. I be available to answer and respond to you if you
0: wish yeah, to. That's That's the sanctity of heart. Prayer is integral to our path, yeah. and tears are integral to our path. You can't think about the sanctity of heart.
1: Or the sanctity
0: of a guru, or the sanctity of God, without crying. You have no idea. When I talk to you, sometimes inside I have to fight back tears, because if I if I allow my mind to rest on my my insights of God, you can't even talk. All you can do is cry. The the beauty of the sanctity is is that much. We owe that. Maybe it's been a
2: couple of years now, but I realize that once I learned to cry in public, then my work would start. Yes. So today my work starts. Mm. (laughs) No. It's true.
0: been here on a really sanctified day you know, you're seeing ancient and modern history in the moment <laughs> you guys are lucky 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 people so any, any questions ideas you had to be here only by the grace of God only, only by the grace of God are you here you know? So, you know, don't think God is far away from you. You're, you've all been touched. <laughs> you know. So, any closing thoughts or ideas from, from everyone here? No? anything? Okay, Victor. Mm-hmm. So, you're, you're all on your way. Just you know get next to those souls who have been chosen. That's what it is, this is not, anyone who wears this garb, they are souls who have been chosen. It's not a human thing, it's a thing from the kingdom. They've been chosen, see. Sometimes my Guruji would come up to me and say, Hari, you've been chosen. And I'd I'd be thinking, what is he talking about, you know? But I came to understand what the heck he was talking about. Don't worry, heart, you've been chosen. You know, and now it's like, you know, to think about it is like, it's like a cosmic who, me? <laughs> you know? But I guess as a good boy, just like, you know, Sant Kalidas over here, he's been a very, very good boy in the past birth. Birth after birth after birth of application, of of struggle, Of seeking the kingdom of supplicating himself before God that's what happens you you know because of that commitment and that obedience you become a chosen one you're chosen to become a servant of God see not a king not a monarch a servant of God you're chosen see this is upper echelon of your of your evolutionary path, you know? Perfect? No. Working on that process of perfection? Yeah, yeah. We finish as per God's will, not as per our effort or our determination, as per God's will, the blessings of our masters and God's will. And then we're finished. <laughs> what we try to do is much good Along the way.
1: See?
0: That's how it, and then we choose, like Lord Buddha chose, to enter the cosmic reality or to stay and serve. See, my master, one time I asked my master, Will you be reborn again? Because he could choose not to come back. He's a master, he can do what he wants. And he turned and with great gravitas, great solemnness, he looked directly at me, deeply, he looked right into my eyes, and with great gravitas he says, "Hari return, as long as there is suffering in the world, I will return. He said it with such gravity, I almost collapsed. You know, it, it, it just like exploded my heart. I, I mean, I almost fainted. He said it with such sanctity and you know, commitment as long as there is suffering in the world i will return can you imagine that level of commitment to humanity you know just just unbelievable i mean the room was pregnant with sanctity when he said that you know so that's that's these kind of souls their commitment to to healing and to, to lifting not only human beings everything to lifting everything the animals and the plants and the river and the sky and the humans and other forms of conscious life that, that are, are more subtle that the humans are not that aware of. To, to liberate them all. <laughs> <laughs> so the chosen ones are in that process. See, and we, f- we follow the great masters. You know, they're, they're our mentors. See? And then uh, that, that brotherhood of, of sanctity that, that ashrama, that's actually a real living thing, you know. This, this brotherhood of, of saintly souls. I could tell you stories about that also. What, <laughs> no, that that subtle ashrama exists. Sometimes in some of the mystic literature they'll call it the Great White Brotherhood. Yeah. Uh, but there's, there's there's many there's many names for it, many, many names for it. Anyway, so. I think we'll chant Om three times if there aren't any questions. Okay, so we'll bring our spine erect. And you're going to lead the chanting today because your voice is clear and beautiful. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so he's going he's gonna to chant Om.